Welcome. You are listening to Nard Bites, a Dungeons and Dragons show where we discuss various topics about D&D and all other TTRPGs. Enter at your own risk, but beware, things may get Another episode of the podcast. I'm cutting you off, Ryan. That's right. I was hoping maybe I could catch you talking about. No, I was I was washing your hands. I knew it. I knew oh, that little right. red light was coming good. on. Good, good, good. Anyway, back with another episode of Nordlights. So in the last episode of the campaign, uh, our party had kind of the big conclusion to the first adventure, the Queen. Um, and at this point, uh, there's a lot that's kind of happened, and I think looking back from where we started off the biggest way to sort of measure how things have kind of changed over time and what's happened in the game is through sort of the consequences of the actions of the characters and the way that quests have panned out and the way that, you know, a, an interesting way to sort of measure character growth and, and the, the increase of power is to look at the degree of, of ripples that we make in the pond for each time we skip a stone into what's going on in the storyline. So I think what would be an interesting topic for the end of the first adventure series is or at least the end of the first adventure is to just talk about these general storyline you know consequences so ryan i know you kind of hinted at talking about this so did you want to sort of i don't know pick your brain a little bit and just tell me what you were talking about before with the power creep and all that jazz yeah i mean i think if we sort of look at the arc of our characters so far and what they've done and what has happened because of that. We started over in Coopersford, and at that point we were sort of just focused on saving one town in particular. And even then, you could even go a little bit lower. You could even say your role was just to find a bunch of missing teenagers. Right. And that's it. So it was definitely like a small start. And like if we had succeeded or failed there, I, the world at large wouldn't have been affected on like a very big scale. I mean, Cooperford would have been worse off for it for sure. But I think even the other towns around it wouldn't have had all that much of an impact to their day-to-day lives. Whereas now that we're moving into a bit of a bigger stakes, we we've met the queen. We got sent on an errand from her, which affects like not just a town but like the entire state on like on a almost national level um and even then our task isn't really all that huge to the like uh survival of the kingdom it's not like if we failed to get the hydra or if we didn't make it where we were supposed to that the kingdom would be completely lost it would have just resulted in more bloodshed than what the queen wanted so i think like they're at we're still at a point where if we fail in our quests then the world will go on but we're starting to get to a point where if we don't succeed there'll be a lot worse ramifications for the people and things we care about and then even when we do succeed 
there can still be fallout like we saw with the um, lizard men fighting the bullywugs and all that where directly because of our actions the bullywugs feel emboldened to attack the lizard men and that swamp might become a worse place for just about everyone in it because of that what's well, kind of interesting about that um just to piggyback piggyback off that point especially with the bullywugs and the lizard folk in that little swampy pit and knowing that not one single one of you had the decency to save them um no, I'm just kidding. But the uh, the thing that's kind of interesting is, you know, when you think about something like the butterfly effect um, and you bring it to something like this, which is so much more of like a contained sort of, of, of world where I have, as the dungeon master, so much more control over what things have implications and which things don't. You know what I mean? If this was a real world that existed and time went on independent of me and what I do, then, you know, not saving the lizard folk could spell disaster for the tribe but because i have my hand in the mix it's kind of interesting to think that like as a dm i kind of take what you guys do and spawn consequences and ripples as i see fit or as i see i guess deserved or as i feel is like just so in an instance where i'm like ooh, you know you guys chose not to save those bullywugs and i mean i saved the lizard folk from the bullywugs I could choose to spin that storyline and be like, hey, maybe that was an important, I don't know, messenger from the village of lizard folk you guys were at. And because that guy got killed in that pit, nobody came to help those lizard folk. And that tribe is now completely under siege and has been wiped out. Or what if, I don't know, the bullywugs now emboldened by this move feel like the lizard folk have no power here. They move on to the human villages, you know, to the south of here. There's a lot of ways I can spin it. And I think one of the cooler parts of it all is sort of instead giving you guys those tassels from it. I know I talk about this shit all the time, but it's like as a DM, it's my favorite part of the game is to sort of give you guys like titles and, and tassels and make you feel important in that way. So I, I much more prefer to have it be like how some video games try to really emulate it now with the idea that like people will recognize you, you'll have renown and stuff. I say video games do it now. They've been doing it for freaking 40 years. But anyway, point is, I really like to be able to have you guys be recognized for your actions, both good ways and bad ways, which we'll find out later in the campaign. But um, uh, Anthony and, and Ronnie, what do you guys think about the concept of like campaign consequences for your actions and all that? I know, gigantic well, question. Yeah, having consequences is probably one of the best ways to just advance the plot of a campaign because you know one of the easy downfalls of a person writing a game like this is to have a lot of you know and then sort of moments, right? Where you know one where you know, you sort of close the book on one thing, and then you and then you as the GM turn around and say and then this happens without there necessarily being a connection to what happened before. So making sure that you as, uh, you know, the GM and not necessarily you specifically are including, you know, consequences, fallout and complications from previous quests and adventures can make the whole thing seem more coherent and also allow you to, you know, build on the smaller things from before as, you know, characters advance through, you know, the different tiers of play and become bigger and bigger heroes. Now, I think, and Ronnie, I want you to sort of tell me your thoughts on this one, but I think what's interesting having Anthony sort of, you know, kind of stretch that concept out a little bit and give, you know, a little bit more nuance to it. 
again, the idea that I am in charge of this stuff, do you think it sort of, I don't know, ruins any of the concept of this being a role-playing game where you take on a character and you have sort of live action decisions where you make these choices and the impact of the game when in reality it it might all just be sort of like a farce like i like i could make it seem like you guys have all this agency and it's all this organic storyline comes together in a certain way because you did xyz when in reality i could have you guys all in a fishing line and just be constantly pulling you in the direction all the while making it seem like oh, wow look how that panned out it's almost like somebody wrote this this way do you think that kind of in a way ruins the magic to know I have everybody on little puppeteer strings in the storyline, even though it feels like this is organic instead I'm actually hook and mouth with her. Everybody. Does it ruin it for you at all? No, no I mean, I, it might depend on dungeon master, dungeon master. Cause at least kind of what, An what Anthony said a little bit of like, as long as the story is written out like a certain way, like I feel like in the Bollywood situation, I was thinking of more of like, what would Anton think? I mean, if I think so far of what the consequences might be, I can't really enjoy it. I think I kind of just have to take it as is. And as consequences come, they come. That's just the nature of the game, <laughs> you know? Like I, I don't try to think about it too much. I'm like, there's bound to be something that'll happen. I mean, right. I feel like usually there's a reason for some kind of interaction. Right. Like in some way. underlying structure here that you know is deep below. It's kind of like being on the Jaws ride and, and at, a, at, you know, what's it called? Universal Studios, where you know there's no actual shark in there. It's just a bunch of like shark heads on mechanical mo moving pieces. You know what I mean? So it's like, but the illusion is enough real that you feel like this boat actually has a driver. There actually is a shark and there actually is danger. When in reality, everything's on a mechanical mainframe with quite a bit of control. But I think the art of the game and the true beauty of it is almost like improvisational jazz, where it's like, it has to feel so fluid that it doesn't seem like somebody could have written it out that way. It has to feel like it's organic enough and has to feel like fluid enough that it's like, yo, we chose to do this. And because we chose to do this, this part of storyline happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, even to kind of put it back on the DM, like when we go in situations like that, I can't imagine every encounter you build, you understand what exactly the consequence is going to be with our decision. We could do something that you didn't expect at all. You're just like, okay, this might yeah. change a little, a little bit. You're, you're, it's a much more wavering sense of control, yeah. I feel like, because we're just as unpredictable as you. I mean, it's, it's like improv again. It, it's like yeah. if you're playing on stage and you know, you're aware that you're in a certain key, you're playing in a certain time signature and all of a sudden the pianist decides to change the key all of a sudden you roll with the punches and you do the best with what you've got. And if you manage to, to transition perfectly and you manage to like go with the flow well enough, nobody in the audience would know that the pianist made a mistake or went against the grain instead of it'll look like that. And it'll probably sound better in the long run, but Overall, and the concept of consequences, though, um, I guess kind of bringing it home with the idea of things like scaling up and upping the ante with character development. Um, I do think that one of the most interesting ways to really show character growth and like show the characters level up and are becoming more powerful and more important is to put it in terms like that of saying like, you know, we were heroes of Cooperford, you know, we saved the teenagers and people regard us as 
generally good doers. You know, I almost said do gooders, but we didn't we didn't stoop to there. But now you guys, you know, like Norhill had mentioned one time that he was on a queen's errand. And it's like to be a party of heroes who can say they're on a queen's errand and upon completion can now say that you guys are like, you know, heroes of the queen. You were at the battle of the goalie of, Levent, of lamenting vines. You guys survived. You know what I mean? Like these, these consequences are neat because it helps bolster your character sheet in a way that experience points don't. Meaning it's almost like instead of taking XP as a number and instead putting in like a qualitative number instead, you know what I mean? Being like, oh, well, we had these three important storyline moments or like, you know, Norhill had these three very important moments in character growth. That's why he leveled up. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give anything away for future parts in the campaign, but there will be a point when the party levels up strictly based on the fact that they engage in an, an element of a fantasy world that's so un... I don't know what they're not used to that the only way characters can really make sense of it is to develop in their craft, their profession. So you will be pushed to learn new spells. Your God will embolden you with new magic. You know what I mean? Norhill in his own sense will develop techniques that he couldn't have unless he was pushed to that level and had to like reflect on how far he's come. You know what I mean? And I think that that's kind of the beauty of consequences with the game is, is, the qualitative sense of it is the storyline of it. You know what I mean? It sort of weaves everything together in a really beautiful way. But um, Ryan and uh, Anthony, uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about, about consequences? Anything else come to mind? I mean, uh, I'd say it's important if you think of the campaign as like a living, breathing world to think that like, hey, some of the more negative consequences of your actions are just adventures for other adventurers to fix later. You're making work. You're keeping the economy alive. You're doing good. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. If we didn't cause an onslaught of lizards to come <laughs> slaughter an entire village of innocent people, how would those level one adventurers get their XP? Exactly. Where would they get their start? Yeah, and they wouldn't. Their diet, okay? Stop thinking about the common person. Start thinking about the eccentric adventurer. Anthony, you you were going to start to say something. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, so I was just going to say that those kinds of consequences are the things that make a game memorable. Right? Like nobody will remember the time that they played a fighter and achieved the, and achieved the twelfth level, but nothing actually happened. Right? They're going to remember the time that you know, oh man, they crawled their way up the mountain and defeated the frost giant king. Or whatever. I mean, it, I do think that it's it's those kinds of consequences are what make a storyline meaningful, because it shows that at the opportunity for a party to at save lizard folk versus bullywugs, the party opted to not do anything and move along as if they hadn't seen anything at all. And I think the reason why it makes it meaningful is because you were handed an opportunity to do something very important in any direction you aim it, and you chose the path you chose. And so it's, I think, meaningful more so in the fact, not, I, I guess you could almost argue that it's almost meaningful based on what you didn't choose. You know what I mean? Like in the instance where some lady drops a coin purse full of a bunch of, of gold pieces, whatever you choose to do is meaningful, but it's almost kind of meaningful in a sense to what you did not choose to do. You know what I mean? Choosing not to pick it up or choosing not to, I don't know, scarf the money or choosing not to tell her that she dropped it. Like these things almost define you more in a negative sense. You know what I mean? 
But in any case, anybody have any final thoughts on this one before we wrap this nerd bite up? I think that was my final thought. Oh. I, I, I watched the last episode of the last season of Sabrina today. Cried a bit. It was rough. I told you. I wasn't ready to let go, and I'm still not. So, Netflix, if you're listening, season five, please bring it back. Thank you. Leave me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. Hey everybody, it's the Young Grognard here. I want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you have anything you'd like to tell me, any questions or concerns, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter, or send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. As always, keep it real, and more importantly, keep it dungeonous. Thanks.